Welcome to Tencent Beer Life. Hey, welcome back to Ten Cent Beer Life. I'm your host, Kyle. And uh, what's up, Brian? Not too much, buddy. I, I feel like you're hated and have enough life this time. Yeah, I, I need, know. I need I more know. out of it. Hey, that- hey. <laughs> Sorry. I do the, the weather, dude. It's been fucking brutal up here. I don't know. Have you been out in it? Uh, I had to shovel it for my parents. My dad's snowblower wasn't working, so I had to go and shovel the driveway for them, which was awful like typically i mean you know growing up didn't have a snowblower i've been shoveling my whole life you just kind of scoot it on along from side to side you make a path down the middle go one side to the next this shit was so wet and heavy it was like sticking to the shovel i had to pretty much dig it like i was digging a hole the entire time just scoop and throw it was it took me an hour and a half it's terrible yeah i've lived up here for about 12 years and i think that it wasn't the worst storm but that fucking wet snow, dude. No joke. Yeah. No joke. I got a I got a work van stuck. Empty work van. And it's like one of the big, like, you know, like Amazon vans is what it looks like. And it's you're like just bad at work vans. I guess, dude. I guess. I just I dropped food off and I just sat in their parking lot for two hours spinning the tires. I eventually got it out. Thank God. They didn't plow their driveway. <laughs> you insane? <laughs> First of all, why are you even open? But I'm not going to talk about work stuff, but yeah, it sucks. Like I'm exhausted. My body is just hurting. And then I had to come home and shovel myself. So I'm a little, I'm a little beat, but you know, we got beer. We got football on at three o'clock on a Wednesday. So (laughs) this is when we're recording. So life could be worse, I suppose. Yeah. This the NFL is playing at, it's four 15 on a Wednesday. This is as strange as it gets. We'll put that on my phone. Get that game going. Hell yeah. Don't you got like five TVs in your living room? Yeah, I don't feel like getting up to get the remote. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Lazy bastard. You yes. are you are a former fat. I can tell. That's a, I'm that's a current a, fat. I'm just a less fat. I guess I only see you like bust. You know, I just, yeah, less fat. That's fair. I weighed in at 248.5 today. Whoa, bragging. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that's a current fat. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, I'm knocking on the door of of obese as far as like the BMI charts go. Oh, <laughs> well, come on in. The water's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've oh. been at the pinnacle that like that. They have like the uh, the the several levels of obese for BMI, and I've I've been at the top one. So like I have been classified in the same category as like everybody that's been cut out of their home and flown out by helicopters after they died of obesity. Dude, that's all, all I'm working towards. <laughs> we got a pretty big bay window. I don't know if it'll ever happen. I'm going to have to move to a trailer. We'll just get you all greased up. I'll help. Good. Just shove me through. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to assist. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the Ravens are playing, but then they like, I don't know. People are pissed because they push this game back so much. But the Broncos had a play with no quarterback yeah. whatsoever. I think somebody emailed. The one email we got this week was about fuck the Steelers, fuck the Ravens, and fuck the Broncos. But that sucks they had a play. Fuck everybody. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that that kid that 
practice squad wide receiver that had to go play quarterback. Uh, I God bless the kid for fucking getting thrown into that situation, having to play New Orleans. Yeah, he'll just be a trivia question. Like his career was never going to be anything, so that's nice. He gets to be the answer of a trivia question. You know, there you go. So, good for him. But from what I understand, just to clear it up, is like the God Steelers. Damn. What's going on? The cat and cats and Christmas trees are a terrible combination. <laughs> They're just knocking the bulbs off. Yes. That's hilarious. Good. God Son damn. of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Derailed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's your microphone cracking. I didn't touch anything. Okay. Anyway. Is it better? Yeah, I think so. God damn. God damn. Right. Maybe I'll edit this part out. I don't know. If you guys are just returning, if I edited this out, uh, Brian's cat just attacked his Christmas tree, and then we had some microphone issues. Um, so we're good. We're back. Um, anywho, he's getting uh, ballsier and ballsier. I can like, like I have like the spray bottle. I'll spray him with the water. I'll hit him right in the face. He, he just like doesn't even care anymore. He'll just walk away slowly as I keep spraying him. Like I'm trying to do something to leave a mark on on his mind of like I shouldn't be doing this and nothing fucking work. he went right back to it he's doing it again <laughs> there's no 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 way of stopping it tree just, looks nice by the way thank you it, it my first ever artificial tree yeah so you were a real tree guy growing up I mean up. I live with, I live with my parents for a long time so they you know they were always the uh all about the real tree and so yeah I grew up all about the real tree yeah, so did I. And then, like, I moved in with my girlfriend, my wife now, and I got a real tree. And, like, the amount of fucking pine needles that were in our house, like, we were finding them in April. And she was like, what the fuck are we doing? And I was like, you're right. I, I never really noticed it as a kid. It's, I mean, it, it's a, it, a good looking tree. And we got it right after Christmas last year. So it was uh, a great deal. It's a seven footer, and uh, I think it was that place called At Home or whatever. We we got it. So this is uh, just last week we took it out of the box for the first time, and I'm happy with it. Nice. We uh, would you guys just go pick one up at the grocery store, or did you go and cut it down like a a family and haul it to the car? Because we used to go to a farm and just haul it. Oh man, we did it like once where we went to a place to cut it down. And my my cousin, like her and my aunt still do that every year. I, I think we only did it one time. And I do remember getting just a random memory in my life that they had the best goddamn pumpkin pie ice cream at the place where we cut down the tree. <laughs> but other than that, we, we've always just gone to like parking lots. Uh, Lutheran West High School used to have them. And now there's like a place uh, called Cahoon nursery in Westlake that my parents have been going to for a while. Nice. We would cut them down and we would never get the trimmed ones. We'd always want like the unkempt tree. We would always find one of those. So it all have crazy fucking arms and uh, you know, they didn't, they didn't treat these trees and it was fun. It was a little family tradition. And then one year uh, there was a fucking cocoon inside of the tree and then just like bugs everywhere in our house. So it was, it was fucking awful. God damn. God damn cat. cat. I'm going to murder this cat. <laughs> Don't do it on air. He's a fat asshole. Yeah, I'll keep it off air. I watch that. Don't fuck with cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it yeah, starts. The internet will find me. 
they'll interview me and I'll just be like, yeah, I already, I always knew that Brian had it in him. I just, uh, you know, that's why I was so nice to him all the time. <laughs> so I'll assist in you getting morbidly obese and you assist in me going away for cat murder. Well, I'll try to get you out. If you're shoving me out of the house, I'll cover it up. It's okay. <laughs> so, uh, Brown's game, uh, eight and three Cleveland Browns. Uh, <laughs> this one was ugly. Uh, I didn't think it would. I mean, like the defense. That team was one and nine. That team was one and nine. I mean, that should have been a much different game. And it could have been. I had, uh, you know, a couple calls went the other way, I suppose. But the Tennessee Titans are eight and three, or yeah, eight and three along with us. The Tennessee Titans, while it is a um, an in conference game, so there is a little bit more variance. Um, and a little bit more anything goes. They only beat Jacksonville by three. Like, you know, the Jacksonville, and yes, it was with Gardner Minshew, who's not that big of a step up from what the way that Glennon looked, but the story of that game is not Baker Mayfield like everybody wants it to be. Yes, he missed a couple, two, maybe three really easy throws, what they what people have been calling layups. But he made some great throws in that game. He may have missed a couple layups, but he hit some contested deep threes fading away as well. Like he he had some great passes. Yeah, I that, think he was what nineteen or twenty nine. Like that's not a bad day for what we're asking him to do right now. Not not a terrible day. And then, but like the defense, that's the story of the game. Yes, they're missing the two best players on defense, um, but still a. Uh, you have to do a little bit better than that. And I think that this game coming up versus Tennessee, everybody's rightfully so nervous and being guarded over this coming game because it seems like what they do well is what we do very poorly. They're going to run the ball and we can't stop that run. And our run defense has been an imposter run defense. We have have put up really good numbers and, and been ranked as a pretty high run defense, but at the same time, Anytime a team really commits to the run against us, they do pretty damn well with it. We've just been jumping out to leads, and we have such a bad pass defense that people have been exploiting that and focusing on that as opposed to running the ball. But, I mean, I think we're going to get fucking Derrick Henry right down our throats, and it is going to be brutal unless we can respond with points. This is either a shootout or we're getting murdered. All right, we're back. We we had a little technical difficulties. Brian's cat shoot. Goddamn cat, dude! Unbelievable. You got you got to put on a little antifreeze for the little guy. <laughs> I'm just gonna get him drunk or high or something. Calm him down. That's Catnip. So yeah, we were talking about you know Derrick Henry factor. You've been talking about Derrick Henry for weeks, months. About when he gets cold, he starts rolling downhill, and mm-hmm. you know. Luckily, we got a running attack that's pretty good ourselves, so we'll see where it goes. Um, Clock control is going to be the name of the game in this one, but uh, I think Johnu Smith is going to be an, an, an X factor, and then AJ Brown just all the, like this year, him and DK Metcalf. Holy shit! The the fact that they played together on a team that did absolutely nothing, <laughs> it Ole Miss is is mind blowing. But those are two star wide receivers. They they were just like taking steroids and getting buff and just they're both monster players too. It's they're like remember what David what happened to David Boston when he decided he's like I'm sick of being a, a small guy and he developed twenty one inch 
biceps and started doing all sorts of roids. They're both like him, but good. Yeah, yeah. David Boston sucked in the pros. I I hate to say, it, but I remember reading an article and he was swallowing like sixty eight supplements a day or something insane <laughs> like that. We just laugh about it. Like no wonder he sucks. He yeah. can't fucking move. Why do you need to be two thirty, David Boston? But these remember, dudes, apparently, it's fine. DK Metcalf. I remember him taking his shirt off, and people were like, "Holy shit, who is this guy?" They would just see a picture of him with his shirt off, and they're like, "The Browns need to draft him." And I'm like. Yeah, but then he ran like a 4-3, and it was like, okay, maybe. <laughs> and then he slipped like into the second round. Did I think he I think he went late first. I could be wrong, but we can uh I thought he went kind of later somebody. in the second. I could be wrong, but if I'm He fell, but he was supposed to be up there. They they were projecting him pretty high. He could be wrong, but who knows? Either way, it would be nice to have one of those monster receivers, but we're not in three football team. Let's not second guess. At it. the end of the second round. End of the second 64. Jesus. He had that neck issue, so he didn't have too much of a sample size. Like in college, he was just like, uh, you know, a, a physical freak. But turns out mixing him with Russell Wilson's pretty good. Dude, yeah, they finally got Russell some weapons out there that are uh, receivers. And, dude, they're starting to look like a playoff team. Uh, that defense was suspect out there, but they're kind of putting it all together, dude. And having those weapons for him, Chris Carson, they took their time getting him healthy. I, they, I wouldn't be surprised to see them come out of the NFC this year, personally. But yeah, they've definitely changed. Like for for a while, everybody the whole let Russ Cook thing was was a, a real a real thing. I mean, they wanted their identity to be a, a run first team for a long time with Marshawn Lynch. They they were definitely a run first team, and I personally, and I'll certainly admit that I was I was wrong, but I didn't think Russell Wilson was all that great. I thought that that team Russell Wilson was not a I guess Super Bowl quality quarterback, and that they were mo- mostly defense and run. And I, I think that I'm being proven wrong at this point. They should have won back to back Super Bowls had they run, you know, Marshawn Limps up the middle there in that Super Bowl. The Patriots got lucky. Tom Brady gets another Super Bowl to put in his uh, mantle, but that could have been Russell Wilson too. And yeah, it's just, it's just I just can't believe you don't even try just one time on the goal line. Dude, at least give him a shot, and then. I, I loved beast mode. Like I loved watching him. Yes. Play. He's one of my favorite players that wasn't a Brown to ever play football. I just, I loved him. Uh, just his Kittle thing is hilarious. Just yeah. his personality's funny. Like he's, he's a good dude. I, I like him. He, uh, a kid I used to work with at uh Buckeye TV did a whole, uh, ad campaign for progressive with him. Uh, the progressive insurance here in Cleveland, they had him like be a spokesman. I think after he was done with uh, the Seahawks, moving on to the Raiders when he took a couple years off. Mm-hmm. So he said he was real cool to work with too. So that's good. Yeah, I mean, we kind of got derailed, but we were talking about it. You asked me who's the best player on the defenses if Miles Garrett's and uh, Ward is out, and uh, you know we couldn't come up with a real good answer. Uh, the defense is going to be trash. Uh, Miles Garrett's back this week, so hopefully he's a factor. Um, we need everybody to step up. We we need the two interior guys to step up. Like you need more out of uh, Sheldon Richardson and Larry Ogunjobi, and the uh, the linebackers need to you know maintain their responsibilities, fill their gaps, and tackle low, wrap up. Like you can't arm tackle this guy. He will make you look so silly that you will just break the internet with the fucking 
memes and TikTok videos of you getting stiffed armed like Josh Norman because like. I saw that shit for weeks of him tossing Josh Norman. And then they started bringing back old people that he was tossing around. And it's like, you don't want that. That's going to hurt your, you know, it's going to hurt the the team morale if, if you're being put on, on Derrick Henry's uh, highlight tape. So let's hit him low. Let's wrap up. And we need to control the clock as much as possible. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to make him look like Nate Robinson out there. Dude. <laughs> we didn't even talk about that pre-show. I didn't even know that was a thing. And then all of a sudden, I just saw everything on Facebook, and I was like, what the fuck? I don't know what the fuck <laughs> Jake and Logan Paul have done before boxing. I know that they're YouTube people. I don't know what for. I don't know if they're making unboxing ASMR videos or what. I never paid attention to their careers. I hate their faces. Uh, they they look like the, the bad dude. They look like well, Billy Zabka or whatever. They look like his children. The guy from Karate Kid. <laughs> And they, I know they're from Westlake, but like I, I don't know anything else about them. But just based on their faces, I actively root against them. So I was devastated that that Nate Robinson couldn't take him on. But I'd love to see like I, I know that uh, the Mountain from Game of Thrones, Hafthor Bjornsson, is getting into boxing. I want to see him knock one of those kids the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I I know they wrestled in high school because uh, Marty Malloy. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland, iconic Cleveland comic Marty Boy was congratulating them uh, and said that he had seen them on Facebook wrestle numerous times. So <laughs> he, uh, Marty's a fan. Uh, so I, I thought it was hilarious. I don't give a shit. I think everything Marty does is hilarious. I love him. Yeah, he's a, he's a, what a swell guy he is. Yeah. <laughs> if you see him, buy him a Pepsi. I got him a set Cleveland Comedy Festival on Friday. Uh, that was this week. We just basically kind of worked with hilarities to try to market and it went all right. Yeah. I, uh, I was just pressing record. We were, we did a documentary, uh, of the whole weekend and like, you know, I watched in between shows, Sam's fogging the entire showroom, uh, <laughs> sanitizing everything in between shows. Like he's out there running that dude busts his ass. He's, uh, he really does. I mean, that's why it's one of the best clubs in the country. So, uh, no, so that was that was really cool. We got Marty to set there. Uh, everybody was cool. Shane Torres was on Friday, and Bill Squire and uh, Paramore did shows, showcases. Uh, a lot of cool guys. Saw some guys from Pittsburgh that I knew that were they were fantastic. They got a lot better. Colin Chamberlain and uh, Ray Zal. I can never pronounce Ray's last name. Zawicki. You know, you know those guys. No, ah, they're they're pretty good. They're fun. They came in. They both made the jump to New York, and they drove down. Nice. So. Yeah, it was it was a fun little weekend where I didn't really do much. Uh, normally, I'm running around like a maniac during that weekend, but uh, it was nice to have it. And uh, that's awesome. I, I wish I very much wish I could have been a part of it. Yeah, yeah, I, we would have loved to have you. But anywho, enough with the kissy faces. One thing we did, we got a sponsor. And that's Jenkins Insurance in Talmadge, out on in Talmadge, Ohio. Uh, they're sponsoring the whole festival and the, the podcast and. Uh, we're, we're basically, we're starting up a little podcast network, the Cleveland Comedy Network. We're a part of it, uh, and basically they're going to help cover our show cost, so we're not shelling out of pocket, and then they're going to throw us a little cash afterwards. So uh, Josh and Corey at Jenkins Insurance, they're big comedy fans. Roscoe uh, Jenkins, welcome Roscoe, home, Roscoe Jenkins. Jenkins Insurance. <laughs> yeah, no. Thank you, Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Paramore said. He said, this is a fake fucking insurance company. I don't know where they're going. They're laundering money. 
Uh, <laughs> no, but Josh, I, I know Josh personally, and uh, Josh is a big supporter of the comedy. He's supported for three years now. And, uh, cool. Yeah, so if you don't like your auto insurance, Josh will get you a new quote uh, and save you money. Like, just sometimes he just says, hey, I got a check for $70 to mail you. I re- reevaluated your, your uh, fucking plan, and then just boom, sends us a check. He covers all of Ohio. Any kind of insurance you need, uh, 330-633-5511. Josh or Corey will help you. So there's that. Uh, go get a new quote on your insurance, dipshits, and then uh, you know, <laughs> use the money to buy drugs or alcohol. Yeah, dipshits. All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I I guess the last thing on the Browns I'll ask you, and then we'll we'll move. If if we win the game, obviously we're nine and three. We're ecstatic. If we if we lose the game close, I'm I'm still okay. If we get blown out, what what are your thoughts? What are you saying? I mean, it depends on how we get blown out. Um, I mean, like if we still put up twenty seven points, um, if we say, say if we put up twenty four plus, like that's enough to win a football game. It should be enough to win a game. At that point, your defense is what's letting you down. Even if Baker's not making every throw. Everybody's such a goddamn perfectionist. It's like we, we haven't even had decent quarterback play in the vast majority of our lifetime, and yet we have somebody coming in that can make some good throws. No, he is not perfect. Uh, yes, a lot of what he does is ugly, but like this is why stop focusing on this. It's all like, oh, he's not perfect, so fuck this. We need to, to blow it all up. It's like, goddamn, fucking be excited about what we do have. We are... At eight and three, this is insane. We guaranteed our first winning season, or at least not losing season, since 1994. And all you see on the internet is Browns fans hating Baker Mayfield. Fuck that. Fuck those people. Just enjoy what we have. And I'm rooting very much for Baker. Hell yeah. I, I think it almost, I walked into work and the, the, the Baker hater, I said eight and three, baby. And he just looked at me and glared at me. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, can you not be happy with this? Like, it's insane. I, I, it almost, I think it fuels my love for Baker. It's just like, I'm so sick and tired of these self-loathing Browns fans. It's like, do you not, not know? even Browns fans at this point? They're more Baker haters than they are Browns fans. They hate Baker more than they love the Browns at this point. I, I hear you. Yeah. It's just like, whatever. Like, can you just be happy? Christ. It's finally here, you know, and even if, you know, the way I see it, even if we, you know, we're right now the five seed, we lose. We're still probably, I mean, the fifth best team in the AFC, and that's probably fair. You know what I mean? I don't expect us to win. You've never heard me. We haven't once went on here and talked about what we're going to do to watch the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not there. We know we got to spend a year on our defense, at least a year. And then maybe we, you know, in two years, we're, we're, we're hopefully still on the the trajectory or whatever the word is. I'm stupid. But trajectory. Trajectory. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard for me to say things. I got this <laughs> thick German tongue and I'm dumb. Uh, you know, th- maybe in two years we'll be competing for a Super Bowl. So it's it's possible. I mean, like there's some really good pieces. It has been disheartening a little bit. And, you know, it, it, this is just kind of, I guess, nitpicking, but three games in a row now, you, Wyatt Teller has had like a one-on-one sack that it does not look good he's given up. Um, d- just something that's the, the, you know, I've been noticing the past few games. 
that it's not even like you know a, a mistake or or something happens that's kind of out of his hands. He just gets beat once a game. Um, but still, the running game has been looking great, so can't complain too much. And I just I would really struggle to think that this team could go far with how bad the defense is. That that means that the offense is that good. And I think that's something that is lost within uh, a lot of the Baker hate uh, is how good Stefanski has been. Like we got our guy as far as a coach goes. That's very exciting. And I don't think that's talked about enough. I, yeah. I mean, how big of a problem has it been in years past? Just one year, two years. This guy, I, I think he's earned himself four years, no matter what. I mean, at this point, uh, even if there's a step back next year, I think you don't you don't quick to fire him. And you know, I mean, do you say that the firing of the coaches like we did has worked? I mean, we finally got the guy. I mean, I don't know if anybody would have developed. I, I don't know. Like sometimes I'm like, yeah, they should have gave him more time because you can't do anything in a year. But at the same time, it's like we got we we're there now, and I'm kind of I'm happy about it. You know. I'm happy we finally got the guy. I think that the Haslam's have been horrible owners. I I hate the Haslam's. I think they're terrible. Um, and I think that the only coach that I can think of that kind of got a raw deal is Chudzinski. Um, I definitely didn't think Kitchens deserved any more. I definitely didn't think he, I thought Hugh Jackson wore out his welcome way before he got let go. Yeah, he got a lot. <laughs> he got a lot. He got way too much. Petten's teams were really quitting on him. Um, it's it's been toxic. Like the whole culture has been toxic, and I think that what has actually amounted to some some success and something that w- was a, a big point of contention was Deep Podesta, and it was like every single thing that we've tried and done has gone against Deep Podesta. You bring in this guy, and he tells you what he thinks should be done, and then the Haslam's have been like, ah, I like this one better. Ah, I'd rather have this guy. Let's draft this guy instead. I want Johnny Manziel. Get me Johnny Manziel. And all these decisions are made, and but we're not committing to, to any sort of actual philosophy. It's just at the whims of this fucking orange Tennessee guy. We needed to actually commit to Deep Podesta, Try something to know whether or not this philosophy is the way to go. Analytics is something that's been kicked around for years as you have the money ball guy sitting there, but not used whatsoever. So now we're actually trying it. We have uh, some sort of continuity within, you know, Barry and, and Stefanski have a good relationship and we're trying something new out. As much as I like John Dorsey, some of his picks that I thought were great moves ended up not being so great. Still has made some really, really good ones. Uh, a great, um, great talent acquisition, but some guys have fallen by the wayside and I'm loving the Barry and, and Stefanski combination. And, and I'm, I'm down to absolutely commit to it for a little bit. This is the first time they said, like just from listening to the reporters and the people close to the team that the front office is working with the head coach and the egos aren't getting in the way. And I think that's been half the battle. Everybody wanted to be big dick swinging around there. And like, as a man that's similar to Freddie's stature, like he had no business swinging his, his big dick around. I mean, it's just, I hate the idea of like coaches and GMs having to, to actually talk football strategy with, with Haslam, like the way that he demands it. 
like come to my office, tell me what the game plan is. It's like, go fuck yourself. You, you do gas stations. That is what you do. Like why, why, what makes you think that you should have an input and a say, I, I get that you put all this money on the line, but you're there to put the money on the line, make the hires, collect the money. That's what you do as an owner. Stop thinking that you're a mastermind and that you should know X's and O's. You should have no input. But he has demanded the input over the years from everything I've heard. And everybody year after year has done nothing but talk about how the Browns are a toxic culture and a terrible place to play. Players want out and they, they've just called Cleveland a place to die. But it, it seems like guys like Baker Mayfield, guys like Miles Garrett, guys like Nick Chubb, have Jarvis Landry, and even Odell. Those guys came in and seemed to turn the culture around as well as a coach that can be respected and a GM that can be respected. And it, uh, our trajectory is good right now. Yeah. Thank you for saying that properly. Uh, <laughs> fat fuck. Um, I, uh, <laughs> You're fat German. I'm so, that I'm kills so, me. I'm so bad at myself. Because I knew I was like, why am I even trying to approach this sentence right now? I'm going to fuck it up. I know I'm going to fuck it up. Keep swinging uh, for the fences, champ. Say this as big words as you want. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. You fucking nailed that one. <laughs> uh, all right. So, you know, we'll have a big episode next week. I'm sure there'll be a lot to uncover uh, about the Browns. Uh, Titans game. What's the score on this Pittsburgh game? I'm curious. I actually am unable to bring it up on my phone. I glom off my parents who have AT&T TV, and I guess that they're having some sort of dispute with NBC, so I'm unable to get it. Uh, but right now the score is Pittsburgh 12, Baltimore 7. Uh, at this point, good. I, I hate to say it, but let's get fucking Baltimore out of that playoff picture. Oh, it's so hard to do. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, oh, move on. The other team. Uh, the Indians, they just didn't they lose a pitcher this week or uh, didn't something happen with the Indians? Are you? Uh... I actually am, am unaware right now. I've been. Uh had a lot going on so I, I i'm not sure what went on with the indians let's take a look all right well tristan thompson while he's looking that up tristan thompson uh out of cleveland he signed with boston um mixed feelings about it the guy won a title with us uh he wasn't a great player he was the fourth pick in the draft uh but he was definitely a v vital part i said vital right a vital part of our championship team but and I'm happy to see guys leave and go get titles elsewhere and play for a contender elsewhere. But fucking Boston, dude, like that sucks. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, I, I like the guy. I'll always have a soft spot for him. I can't root for him in Boston because I can't root for anything. No. In Boston. Um, it, oh, the Marlins acquired Simber from the Indians. That's what it was. Fuck yeah. I hate Simber. He is terrible. Submarine bitch. He, uh, <laughs> submarine bitch. <laughs> I don't mind the submarine style throwing. I liked uh, uh, Joe Smith when he was here. Um, this guy, goddamn, all he did was give up bombs. He was terrible. So good riddance to Adam Simber. Um, and then I guess Hill uh, had a car accident and is needing surgery. Cam Hill, rookie reliever. So no big shot there. I'd say the biggest thing is the uh, Brad Mills, uh, the bench coach. And close number two to Terry Francona is kind of sort of backing down a little bit from his role. Uh, and they hired DeMarlo Hale instead, who 
uh, has been with the Braves, who's been a great organization, and, and Francona seems pretty excited about picking him up. Somehow, Sandy Alomar didn't get a head coaching job after what he did this year, uh, or a man had a manager position. I, I know say, what you're coaching for baseball, um, but I'm very excited to have him back as well. And I think the Indians can still make waves. Do you think Sandy's just holding out like people just know that like? He's the heir to the throne when Francona hangs it up. I mean, are they people not even shooting? I haven't read too much about that. That wouldn't really surprise me all that much. Um, I I wish I hope Francona stays for as long as possible. I I love him very much. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. He's a fantastic manager. I, we haven't had anybody like him in a long time. Um, that said, his health his health is deteriorating. So. Who knows how long like, we've talked about that in a past episode. Yeah, Go we're back on our time now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to switch back to the Cavs, uh, they made a bunch of moves, too. You can Google them. I'm not going to read them. But it's just uh, a bunch of stuff that's not going to make them any better uh, in the immediate future. And uh, I was thinking about it when I was doing like the show prep. Believe it or not, I do show prep. Um, I think this is probably a pretty good time to be shitty. Uh, at sports, if you're a franchise and you're an owner, if you're not selling tickets, like it's selfish as it is, you know, the Cavs, what they call in 2016 with LeBron, like they're going to have to catch lightning in a bottle again. I don't see it happening for a long, long time. So they might as well just kind of dwell out and keep, I don't know, trying to hit the home run in the draft and try to get a guy that's going to transcend their franchise. But for right now, I don't expect the Cavs to even make much of an effort. I hope they move Kevin Love, uh, <laughs> see him get a ring because I love Kevin Love. Delhi's the only other guy here from the title team if they move on from Kevin Love, and I'm cool with him retiring here. And uh, yeah, but I think I think it's a smart move to not really try to pursue much right now because you can't sell fucking tickets. So why take on these monster contracts? There's that, and then, I mean, you're never going to get a top-notch free agent to come here. We had a hard enough time when LeBron was here getting a top-notch free agent to come here. I mean, remember all the names that got floated of people, uh, the the Paul Georges and Amari Stoudemires of the world that kept getting thrown out there as, oh, they're going to bring him in to, to make LeBron happy. And then best they could do was Kevin Love, who came here and, and transformed from the chubby – like white trash looking <laughs> powerhouse on the boards to skinny male model on the perimeter. Um, he just, he had to transform his game too much. And I love the guy too, but we certainly didn't get what we thought we were going to get in Kevin love, which kind of sucked. Well, I mean, there's only so many possessions to go around to. And the fact that he was good enough to swallow his ego a little bit and play that third fiddle. Uh, a lot of it. Yeah. Kyrie isn't going to do that. LeBron definitely, nor should he Fuck do that. Kyrie Irving. I hate Kyrie <laughs> Irving. I really do. And I did not like Kyrie Irving before he left the Cavaliers. I, I've always felt that Kyrie was overrated. Um, I, I I think that Kyrie's a great bat, a great Robin. He can never be Batman. I've I've been saying that for years. He he When he was the man in Cleveland, anytime LeBron was gone, they didn't do shit. He and then when he went to the Celtics, they were worse to have him. He was subtraction by addition for the Celtics. Yeah, he's really into himself. His dad really kind of, from what I understand, stroked his ego. And then he joined 
he started getting real weird. He joined that this Hillsong church, which is basically like this like new age hip uh church. I don't know, like Justin Bieber joined it, and it's you know, and I you just saw a quick transformation once he got involved with those people, and you know. I got, if he's happy, more power to him, but I don't want him on my fucking team anymore. I don't hate him because he hit that huge shot against the Warriors, so that's... That's another thing. Movie. Yes, it was, a, it was a big, great shot, but uh, the Cavs still won by four. Theoretically, <laughs> we still won that goddamn game. And imagine how amazing it would have been, how iconic it would have been if LeBron actually ended up getting that dunk off over Draymond. That would have been tight. LeBron, everybody in Cleveland was like, LeBron's faking that wrist injury. When he, we had to go to the free throw line. He's just, you know, he was hamming it up. No, I don't think the Cavs win that title without Kyrie. And I think anybody that says otherwise is stupid. With so, Ty, without, like, I don't think that they win the title in general. But as far as th- that shot, I'm not going to say that the Cavs would have not won the game if it wasn't for that shot. You can't say that they wouldn't have won or would have won either. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's a part Do of history. Do you think that that shot deflated the the Warriors enough as to where it's not like they had to switch up their game plan to start shooting threes. They shoot threes anyways. They shoot threes on fast breaks. So it's not like it affected their game plan as to how they were going about it. They had just gone very cold. And defensively, you know, Kevin Love had locked down Steph Curry. Like that, that was a fucking iconic move as well that, kind of gets swept under the rug as part of that game that possession where Steph Curry had the ball on the perimeter and Kevin Love was one-on-one exactly what they wanted with him and he shut down Steph Curry and had him break that shot I I just don't see how we can figure that the Cavs wouldn't have won still they got another point with LeBron well I I mean it put them behind the eight ball I mean that shot put the Warriors behind the eight ball and in a position that they were very uncomfortable in. I mean, it was game seven. Like that was kind of like, Oh fuck, we, we might actually do this. That was my mind frame when he hit that shot. Like, Oh shit, this is a reality. So I did I, not I, have that mind frame until the clock ran. I, even when they were up four and there was 10 seconds left and most Spates was, was taking shots. Like I still like until it was zeros on the clock, I did not believe we were going to win that championship. Low-key, I was a big Mo Spates fan when he was here in Cleveland. I loved him when he was in Cleveland. Just garbage 20-win seasons. I had season tickets when when LeBron was in Miami, and Mo Spates was my favorite player on those teams. He's just a fucking goon, dude. Yeah, but, he is. I like yeah. me a goon. Yeah. Um, anyways, we could debate that till we're blue in the face. Um, so we'll move on. I don't know how much time we've done, uh, considering the technical difficulties, but uh, one thing that – we're trying to do to get you guys to interact more with us. Uh, and we, it worked on the Facebook page. I made one of those memes and, uh, did, uh, what are your top five sports, uh, video games of all time? Uh, next week I'll put one up. It's going to be, uh, your top tailgating foods. Uh, if you have any suggestions for anything, email or shoot one of us a message. Uh, we'll, we'll put it together. Um, I don't want to do like top five running backs of all time. Until we're fucking running out of shit to come up with. <laughs> so you'll see those shit down the road. But right now, I was like, tailgating foods, we'll do that. But uh, video games, I made a list. You made a list. Um, there's some stuff, uh, a lot of interactions on the Facebook and uh, some on uh, Instagram. Uh, we apologize. I'm going to get better at Instagram. I don't do it. I typically just get on there and look at titties. So, yeah. Uh, 
And who was that? I, I meant to bring it up. Who was the guy you, you sent me to follow, the uh, offensive line guy, defensive line guy? God, why, why can't I? Brandon. Brandon was it Thorne? Brandon Thorne, dude. Follow this guy. Uh, yeah, Brandon Thorne, NFL on Instagram. Dude, he's, it's sweet. I spent probably a half an hour going through all of his videos just watching uh, line play. Uh, if you're into that kind of thing, it's uh, very interesting. And uh, another way to look at football where you, you know, if you played on the line, you kind of look at it during a game. But if, if you've never played on the line or, you know, it's just another way to look at football that you don't see. It's very interesting. You'll enjoy it. Uh, so check that guy. Follow him and then uh, anything Jake Burns. I think Jake Burns, if you're as a Browns fan, if you're trying to understand understand things a little bit deeper, um, his Browns film breakdown, a lot of the things that you hear me say are, are things that, I, you know, I kind of felt and corroborated with the, the podcast or things that like I learned from the podcast. So um, every week he puts out after each game a film breakdown of, of what he saw, and, and he's a real bright guy. So um, I, I highly recommend anything Jake Burns does as well. Yeah, go check him out as well. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff is regurgitated in our own opinions, but, you know, we got to get it from somewhere. So Jake Burns is a good yeah. follower. Well, I mean, no, I mean, we, we can come up with our own opinions. We're not fucking stupid, but, you know, you hear the stuff and you, you go, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense or it doesn't. You get a lot of these people on the radio, they're just trying to get hot take guys, you know, and it's it's. Yeah, nothing wrong with hot takes too. You got to be fucking different. We can't just sit here and, and agree with the the mainstream. Right? I can't just sit here and, and have everybody in the world agree that Kyrie shot. Yeah, is you, the reason they you're kind it. of a hot take guy. You're kind of a hot take guy. I'm kind of a hot take guy. Like, but that comes from being sort of a contrarian, which I get from my father and my whole dad's side of the family. Good. good. I, we need that. We need those people in the world. I uh, my wife hates me too because I constantly look at the other side of things. So yes, even when I don't fully believe it, I I hate when anything's an absolute. So I'll play some some devil's advocate just to kind of try and poke holes and introduce different perspectives into it. Yeah, she'll so you'll she'll go. You're always trolling people, and I'm like, no, I just want you to look at the other perspective. Like, I guess I'm trolling, but don't look at it as that. Don't be so fucking shallow minded. Not just her, just people in general. But anyways, moving on. All right, we'll uh, talk about this. You guys had some good answers, some stuff I didn't have uh, collectively. So, uh, Brian, what was your number five video game? So I put them in order. Number five, kind of like I I, I can go for a top five, but I, I also uh, can't kind of riff on on my favorites from each sport. Um. For for number five, I'm going NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Okay, yeah, I uh, I have them on my list, but they're a little higher up. Uh, classic video game. I mean, it's uh, one of the best. A lot of fun. Uh, the the two on two style is cool. The heating up and uh, all the, all the dunks and shit. I, it's it's good as far as other basketball games go. You know, I I've played some of the 2K games. They're great. Um, I also enjoyed hang time and and double team, but uh, as far as basketball goes, I think this is the clear cut one. Somebody, somebody on the Facebook page said double dribble is in their top five of all time, and that game, it, go back and play it. Go back and play it. It fucking sucks <laughs> compared to all the other <laughs> basketball games. I can't think of a worse basketball game than double dribble. It's it's trash. It's like all layups, and then there there might be a dunk here and there. It's just 
It's garbage. It's all white dudes. It's 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 trash. Don't. <laughs> as soon as I saw that on there, I was like, oh, it's fucking stupid. Like, why'd you buy something new? Um, my number five was Tecmo Super Bowl. Um, same kind of thing. It's you know, it's classic. I mean, you grow up playing it all the time. It was one of the the first video game systems I had. I guess an important question for this because I noticed this when watching stuff. What systems did you have growing up? So I did not have uh, a Nintendo. I didn't have a Super Nintendo. The first video game system we got was Sega, like after its life cycle. We got a Sega Genesis very late in the game. Um, and then PlayStation, kind of late in the game. PS2, right in the middle. Uh, and then I've had Xbox since Xbox 360, Xbox One. I don't have anything new, but I've been recently trying to like, cause I, that's how I chose my friends as a kid. I was very shallow and it was like, do you have a Nintendo or super Nintendo or N64? If not, like I'm gonna go find somebody that does. So I've been collecting uh regular Nintendo, Sega Genesis, super Nintendo and N64 games. So I've been playing a lot of them recently, actually. Um, I don't really have much, nostalgia for Tecmo Bowl or Super Bowl, but I've played them recently and they're a lot of fun. Like they they do fall pretty shortly outside of my top five, but they're not in my top five. They're they're good uh they're a good party game now. I mean if you got people over you can put it in and just the games go quick. You can trade the sticks off. It gets super competitive. Uh there's just dominant players. Like I remember I went to a friend's house and they had a rule like you couldn't play with the Giants because Lawrence Taylor was just unstoppable. Bo Jackson was the same that way. That shit's groundbreaking. Any any sports game back in the day, like everybody pretty much used to be, especially Nintendo, like NES, everybody was on equal playing fields. It was just what you did as the game player with your reflexes and, and your decision making as opposed to how good certain players were. And and having that was was pretty groundbreaking in the tech. Mode. Yeah, you had that ice hockey game where it's like you got a skinny guy who was fat, a medium guy who was like kind of slow, kind of fast, and then a fat guy who would knock you over, but he was slow as fuck. And then you just got Bo Jackson, you know, just the difference. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. That game was groundbreaking for that. What uh number four? I got an obscure game. This was me. My systems. I had a uh, Nintendo, then Sega, then I had a sixty four. And then I had a PlayStation 2. They got stolen. And then uh, I ended up getting it. PS2s and vans. Can't <laughs> hold on to shit. <laughs> this, uh, no, the, the PS2 got stolen in college when uh, some girl came over and, uh, as, as the young kids say, Mona Lisa'd us. And uh, she was all flirting with us. Oh, and then shit. fucking dude stole a bunch of our shit. She was super hot. God she damn. slept with my roommate. And uh, I remember it was the day before we were moving out. So he banged her, and then you were yeah, it stolen. sucked, dude. It sucked. God damn, you just got all sorts of butt. She walked there. into my room at like four in the morning, butt naked, like lost in the house or whatever. And she goes, "This is the wrong room, isn't it?" And I go, "Yeah." And I just woke up. And I saw her naked. I went back to sleep. And I was like, "Depends." Yeah, on yeah, 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 sweetheart. You you can come in here, but no, that's creepy. I can't say that. Don't get me fired from my job. <laughs> She was super hot, but then uh, like her skeezy friend came in and stole all of our shit because she came over with a guy earlier in the night. We don't, I didn't know who the fuck these people were, but anyways, they stole that with Vice City, and I was pissed. Vice City was a great it was game. it wasn't a sports game, but I mean, I don't know. Some people were suggesting shit too, like 
Somebody put Duck Hunt, which I technically, I guess, is a sports game. Yeah, I guess. And then uh, Mortal Kombat. And then I saw, like, Super Smash Brothers. And I was like, no, no, you can't. No, no. Super I can Smash. see you making the, we, we, we're we not going to get into the, the, the racing argument again. But Mario Kart, I might be able to let you make an argument. But Super Smash Brothers or Mortal Kombat, no. I think those are not sports games. <laughs> Sorry. Fun. Not sports games. Um, you probably, you didn't have a Nintendo. So my four is, uh, super dodgeball on NES. I, I know of the game. I've always wanted to play it, but I never have the shit, dude. It's so fucking fun. It's so stupid, but like you play as team USA, uh, and you battle all these countries in a dodgeball fucking tournament. You got Sam, Bill and Mike, the all Americans and, uh, dude, they Mm -hmm. fuck dude. They're sweet. And you go and you got to beat. You got to beat communist Russia. You got to beat communist China, like India. You got to travel to India and you got to play on these clay courts. It's very fucking fun. Uh, I highly recommend it. You got to find a copy of it uh, or at least an emulator. What was your four? My four is going to be NHL hits. Oh, that's one that hasn't come up yet, but I've played it. That is, uh, it's midway. Uh, they made NFL Blitz. Blitz also falls right outside of my top five. I'm not going to have it in there. Um, but hits, it was easily the best hockey game I've ever played. Uh, I like NHL. I, I enjoy playing it. I'm terrible at it. Uh, but I had a, a fucking great time. Other hockey games I had on here, Wayne Gretzky 3D Hockey, uh, Blades of Steel. But this is definitely... In, in my opinion, the, uh, the 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 top of the of the line with uh, hockey games. That was uh, I was thinking about the hockey games too because hockey came up. Uh, my number three actually is the NHL uh, EA Sports, like the two thousand eight to nine version is my three, and uh, the Sega versions like ninety eight seem to be on the Facebook page. Uh, that seemed to be pretty uh, fucking unanimous that that is right up there uh and that game was the shit i just i had always heard 94 was like the top game that like a bunch of changes were made for 94 and then they went back to shittier old ways after 94 i haven't i don't remember playing them very much i know i have played them uh but i i had always heard 94 is like the the cream of the crop i'm so i was surprised to see 98 but everybody was saying 98 so i think 98 was probably the i don't know the one that people like, I know there was a button you could hit that like the good players like Timu Solani would do like a fucking juke move or something. So I don't know. I remember those, but I, I played NHL 2008, 2009 so fucking much. And that's when online gaming first started becoming big and we would just sit around and get fucked up and play online and play tournaments. We did the and, same. Uh, yep. My one roommate, like in the, I beat him. He was ranked up there pretty high, but he didn't go to college. He just worked in a restaurant. And uh, so he would play all fucking day. And he looked, Luke, dude, I'm in top 25 in the world right now. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to whoop your ass right now because I'm going to school. But anyway, I think that game's number th- three. But I mean, any of the NHL games, uh, you know, I didn't play hits a lot. I played blitz. I never played hits. I think I might have picked it up once. But what'd you have at three? At three, now I should throw out there that I am going to exclude wrestling games. Me too. From 
my my top sports games or else that would actually pretty much dominate that in football would would strictly make up my top five um i love wrestling games specifically the top three n64 ones i think that the n64 and then like the early days of the smackdown series for playstation though those are the pinnacle the thq years with uh, uh wcw nwo revenge uh wwf um WrestleMania 2000 and then No Mercy. Those are the three best wrestling games in my opinion ever. I had I played those in college until I had fucking uh blisters on my thumbs playing Royal Rumbles with my buddies. We used to do Thursday nights, we'd listen to Tenacious D, we'd get fucked up and we would play the uh, No Mercy and it was amazing. Doing all the uh foreign exchange students, huh? <laughs> no, that was with the meathead guys. That was with the oh, football yeah. guys. Yeah, th- those games are impeccable. I didn't include them either because they would have probably went one, two, three for me as well. Those games are the shit. Yes. Were you good at the reversals? I was. I was damn good at what the reversals. You, and in the N64. Yeah. Once. once you once you started, you'd play it, and you'd be like, "Oh, I'm good at this." And then you play somebody that was like hitting fucking reversals. It was like, "Fuck, I got to relearn this game." Like, it's yeah. next level. So yeah, those games were the tits. Uh, so my choice is Mike Tyson's punch out in that spot. Good though. pick. And that's one I'm currently playing frequently. Like I, I am working my way through Mike Tyson punch out now. And I think that me talking about that is what kind of um, sparked us wanting to do this. Countdown, for sure. Right? For sure. We were talking video games and you're your big video game uh, head right now. And uh, I figured yep. I haven't picked anything up in a while. So, all right. What's your number two? Tyson's punch out, dude. I mean, is there a better? He's like the first guy. I mean, Jordan and Bird kind of got that game going. Was there anybody else back then really getting their own video game? Well, once he he actually lost it. Like there's Mike Tyson's punch out and then there's punch out, which is the same game, but they they take Mike Tyson's name off and then the character becomes Mr. Dream because uh, like the license was running out and instead of renewing it, they're like, Oh shit! Mike Tyson is beating women and raping people, so we should probably distance ourselves a little bit. Other than that one, I like I mean, the Fight Night series is is good. Uh, Ready to Rumble boxing, I used to love, but I've I've played that recently, and that doesn't hold up very well. Uh, I think Tyson, and then as, as far as like uh, like names go, Ken Griffey Jr. had a couple good baseball games. There's uh, Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball on Super Nintendo. That one just missed my list. Um, and then there were a bunch of weird ones. Like Sega had some hilarious ones. They're fucking Tommy Lasorda baseball, Tony LaRusa, who just had a DUI baseball. Uh, there was Roger Clemens baseball, all sorts of crazy ones. But I think Mike Tyson's game is easily the best one out of all. They, uh, yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball was the, the one game that was all over from the listeners that, we omitted. If you don't have it on your list, I don't have it on my list. And I, it's like six or seven for me. I, I didn't have a super Nintendo. So like, it was hard for me to say that that was one of my favorite top five games. Cause I never played it that much. I thought it was tight that like it was only Griffey. And then it was just a bunch of like other names for everybody else. Like, I think yeah. that's fucking cool. Fake yeah. People. And like each team has their own theme. Uh, you can read into more of that. Um, but I didn't play it enough to uh, get it. The one baseball game that I really, my cousin played World Series baseball, and he would sit there and play 162 game seasons on wow. all the time. And then we had this, um, it was called, I think, Super Baseball 2020. And it was baseball in the future. And there was like cyborgs 
And the, like the best team on there was, it was all women and they were very busty and we called it titty, titty <laughs> league baseball. And you just get up there with these blonde bombshells and just hit like 1000 yard fucking home runs. And there was like landmines and shit. Like that game was fun, but I, I couldn't put it up there. As far as baseball games go, cyber stadium series base wars is one of the more fun baseball games I've ever played. That one just misses the top five as well. Was that um, on regular Nintendo? Right. I remember Nintendo. that. And it is like, you, do you remember like you get to each base and if it was like a close call, like you would actually fight to see if you were out. Yeah. And you'd out. have to like, it was, it was a charge lot up the pitcher and like, they'd get tired. And that super baseball is basically a remake of cyborg baseball for regular Nintendo. Cool. I, I only played Ken Griffey Jr. A little bit as a kid. I played more the N64 one, which was frustrating. Cause like, the pitch comes in and then you have like a circle and it's bigger or smaller, depending on how good the player is at, at contact hitting. And then you have to like match that up to when the baseball comes in. I was terrible at that. So I, I, I can't put that one up there, but I played a lot of it. Uh, I, I have played the Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, Super Nintendo one recently, though, and I had a good time. The EA Sports game was fucking great, too, uh, for like 360. And then I think they moved to the show. I haven't played that much yet. But anyways, all right. The show is great, and that's only PlayStation, unfortunately. So I haven't played enough of that, but every time I have, I've been super impressed. I just I can't throw one up there because I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't be able to pick a year, and I don't want to just pick the show as a franchise. Uh, number two for me, uh, the the Madden series, the, the whole football thing, it had to be up there. So my pick for I'm picking one title. It's NCAA College Football 14. Uh, it's the last college football game to come out. Uh it costs $250 online right now because it's the last of the series. And it's very easy to update your rosters and play with the current season. So right now I can go turn it on and I have uh, Justin Fields, Ohio State Buckeye team. Every player names ranked like the nerds took care of that game very well. Uh, for football games, it's the best in my opinion. There's a hundred and some teams. It slides in at number two on my list. So. So I really heavily considered putting that up there for me as well. Um, my top two games are football games. I could easily make my top five, either football or wrestling. games. <laughs> um, and I considered N NCAA very heavily, but um, my number two comes down to one of two Madden titles. Uh, it was either 2004 or 2005 for me. Uh, 2004 was the one with Vic on the cover. 2005 was the one with Ray Lewis on the cover. And I'm going to go with the Ray Lewis year because that's the year where uh, the hit stick came into play. Oh, yeah. And that was where they were still trying to actually put new things in that work. Or, you know, they tried a bunch of shit over the years, like passer vision. Remember that? That like cone yeah. that you had to like scoot across the field. Dumb as shit. And now they just don't do anything but update rosters. It's terrible. Um, I, I don't I pay for the EA pass for Xbox every year, which is 30 bucks for the whole year. All the sports games end up coming on there without any extra charge about six months after they're released. So I'm not buying any fucking games anymore for for Madden or I still play them because I do love playing them, but I'm not paying money. But that one, the the 04 and 05 were the the two big ones for me and i'm going to i'm going to go with 05 over 04. So, what do you what do you go on number 1? I if you're paying attention, you know my number 1. 
Oh, good. I was talking about the listeners, dipshit. Uh, NBA Tournament Edition, uh, NBA Jam Tournament Edition is my number one game. That's right. Of all time, uh, you know, in in the world of a two player video game console, those games were fast. They were fun. You could have eight people at your house. You're fucking playing for five minutes, passing the sticks. Um, people still say he's heating up. He's on fire. Boom shakalaka. No other game still has the fucking lingo like. NBA players, that game came out. They were buying fucking cabinets for your house. You couldn't find them. They had to mass produce it. It's just, it encompasses everything that I want in a video game. So, it's a hell of a game. So, what do you got? Number one. I got it. Number one is, is a weird one for me. My number one is ESPN 2K5. Dude, I've heard this. I've heard this from people, man. That's what I swear by that game. I like they. At number one, the game was 20 bucks out the gate. Brand new. When it first came out, they put it at $20. Love that. Also, like the actual gameplay, you know, they, they went, they're very ambitious with different areas. Like in, in like the franchise mode, you had like a house that you would like buy shit for with your game earnings. Um, you would like play against like celebrities that they had, like play the game. So they like learn their style and then had like their, their shit talking within it. I can't remember. Like, I think Steve-O was one of them. Um, <laughs> like, that's all just kind of ancillary shit. But like, you know, I like them trying stuff like that. The actual football gameplay, I had a lot of fun with. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then one of the more important things for me is always going to be create a player. If you let me make giant weird monsters out of my guys, I'm I love that that kind of shit. Uh, and the create a player was great. Everything all all together. Uh, led to that easily being my favorite. And that was like the last competitor to Madden that came out because then EA Sports got the, the exclusive licensing agreement. Well, and then you you look and then, you know, 2K said, okay, well, we're into basketball. And I mean, people, 2K came up a lot on the social medias as well. Like the 2K basketball games are great. And they kind of pushed EA out of the market on that. EA, I think, was making games for a while, but like 2K basketball fucking rocks. Is it the one with uh, T.O. on the cover, T.O. and the Eagles? Sure. One with T.O. on the cover. And they do a good job of partnering with ESPN. Like the actual like game format is like it's Monday Night Football. And even at halftime, they'll they'll, like, they'll save highlights from the game. And at, at halftime, they'll show the highlights and with Chris Berman like actually speaking behind them. It, it, it was amazing. That's awesome. I've heard this before, and I don't think I've ever played that game. But I do remember it being twenty bucks because it wasn't it on like Dreamcast or something or when it come out on PlayStation. What what did you play it on? I played it on regular Xbox. Okay, I never had a regular Xbox. I think it was that weird year where my parents were like, "No, you got a fucking Nintendo sixty four. Damn it, that's what you have." <laughs> I, lo- I love the uh, the Madden with uh, Eddie George on the cover. I played the shit out of that one. That was up there too. What year was it? Two thousand one. Yeah, I think two thousand one. Probably. I remember playing uh, Game Day. Remember NFL Game Day on original PlayStation? They had like Edger and James and Ricky Williams yeah, on the covers. Yeah. I remember those other games that I had. Uh, let's see, I had. Um, oh, my mom's calling me. I'll call her back. Um, let's. I think that's it. I think I mentioned all of them. Mutant League football, Mutant League hockey. Those are basically Madden with you could bribe the refs or you could blow up. Those games were fun. Um, 
There was a college basketball game on Nintendo 64, Fox Sports College Basketball. And that was probably the game I was best at ever. Nobody ever beat me. But I don't. I think it's because nobody owned it. So I was the only one getting in all the good minutes. So um, there's a... I had a college basketball game on PC that I played. Oh, shit. We can get it on PC. I, I had to look up a couple PC sports games. I had a Dream Team three-on-three basketball, and nobody featured in the game. It was like... Patrick Ewing, he was on the dream team, and then Dominique Wilkins, and then Joe Dumars, and then no other players like that were actually real, and they were branding at the dream team. But oh, Big Hurt Baseball was the other one. That was another one that ha- had a player's name on it that I really liked. I think in the Sega era, that was my favorite baseball game. Big Hurt Baseball. Frank Thomas, Big Hell Hurt yeah. Baseball. Uh, I also loved when like they would be like player ninety nine. Because they couldn't give Jordan to sign off, and everybody else, or like Barry Bonds, was the same way. So, anyhow, well, Brian's mom, your mom's calling you. I think your microphone's fucking up, and the cat's getting in the tree again. It's been real. Uh, fuck the Steelers. Fuck the Ravens. Go Browns. We'll talk to you guys go next Browns. week. Thanks.